on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Welcome back. Sunday morning, St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. We are in the studio. It's Girls Around Town, easing you into your Sunday morning here on Radio Newark. And again, it's your show, so coming up if there's anything that prompts you to want to be part of the show please ring us on 01636 678033 i'm rosalind palmer i'm on the desk that's why it's seamless mm-hmm. and i'm here in the studio with rachel Reffer, my co-host hi rachel hello hello listeners back everybody and we're now joined and we're delighted to say by our guest which is bev thoroughgood from floresco Actually, my first question, Bev, is what, what, why Floresco and what does that mean? Oh, hello. Hello, good morning uh, so and welcome. Floresco, um, it very loosely translates uh, from Latin to, to flourish in later life. Oh, flourish in later Well, we have been talking about that off air while you were all um, listening to the news, etc. And we are all ladies of a certain age, I think it's safe to say. So we were really wanting to know from Bev, what does a midlife transition coach do and what is midlife and why did that prompt you and you said yourself Bev that I think 50 was a bit of a turning point for you is that correct yeah massively massively I kind of hit 50 in January 2016 so you can figure out how old I am from that (laughs) um and I just yeah I just felt really sort of stuck if I'm honest I felt stuck in a rut of a job I'd been in the same job for 32 years and hate it but didn't really love it either um and physically I wasn't in great shape I'd let my weight go up let my fitness drop which I'd always remained pretty fit all my life and I just yeah wasn't in a great place so it was a kind of a a wake-up time or a were you were you quite unhappy about that did you know how to get out of that place Beth? um I didn't know I kind of I thought it was all about my weight I had this sort of naive idea that if I could just lose weight everything in the garden would be rosy and uh, I'd done every diet going over the years um I'm naturally I love food I absolutely love food so I'm naturally we all we all love food that's okay (laughs) you're in very good company here Bev (laughs) naturally prone to uh putting on weight because I do love food um but it had never ever made me feel as sort of frumpy i think as i did i think it was just maybe the menopause kicked in maybe a little bit of uh sort of anxiety and stress that i hadn't really had before my whole um family circumstances had changed in as much as i was still happily married but my kids were grown up and had moved away so i had that typical empty nest syndrome um and just yeah just everything felt flat yeah it's it was a bit of a perfect storm for you then wasn't it and we were talking uh, again off air and i can really relate to that as you know um what i didn't tell you actually was for good measure my father died on my 50th birthday oh. <laughs> so thanks dad um <laughs> I, I love Sorry. him dearly no no i love him dearly i love him now 
I, I loved him then. Um, I have to say, as we were walking into the church and I was looking at the little <laughs> plaque on the back of the, the coffin, I was like, well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Never forget that one. And ironically, he had had a stroke on my birthday seven years earlier. And, as I'd, and I'd gone off on holiday for my 50th um, to Sardinia and I'd said to him, don't ruin this birthday, will you? <laughs> and he'd said, oh, I can't promise. So, um, yes, but there we go. Anyway, love you. Love you, Dad. Love you, Alan. Uh, never forget that date and so that kind of ruined my 50th birthday I'll be honest with you Bev Um, I think I was relatively okay up to that point but I had hit the menopause because of the breast cancer I'd had it had bought a very early aggressive um, menopause I genuinely thought I was going insane I had short-term memory loss I put the weight on and I know what that feeling of you know kind of losing your mojo and suddenly you feel a bit frumpy feels like Um, but it's I don't think it's to be underestimated is it no, not at all. I think a lot of women go through it, but they don't even realise that it's menopause-related. You know, my, I'd never had anxiety or anything like that until I probably had about probably about 45. Um, it's only really looking back now that I kind of pinpoint it to, to menopause, oh, perimenopause. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the sort of anxiety was rising. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, just... I'm painting a very... <laughs> nice picture of being 50 am i <laughs> no I, I think okay so everybody who's 50 listening out there yay <laughs> and of course that doesn't necessarily go with the territory i i think what's important is for people well clearly women but also men to to gain this understanding that in a way it's not your fault i, I think it it would be quite easy to 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 be in that territory and think oh it must be me i didn't do something right and of course if you feel like that then you add other emotions don't you You add guilt you add you know a level of i can't get out of it so what we're doing here and who we're talking to and we do hope this is resonating with you is it's not your fault and there are things going on in your body in your life also in the demographic of our lives because mm-hmm. years ago we wouldn't have meet become middle youth and hit that midway point and thought well actually it's probably 40 more years ahead of me well yeah i mean we we, we, we women are sort of designed to die after they stop mm. um being able to bear children you know we are we you know, we are essentially redundant. You know, if you look at it mm. from a, a, a nature perspective, so it is. It is kind of strange. You know, our bodies aren't engineered, built in our hormones to for us to need any mojo. So why would we need to be sort of sexy, flirty, gorgeous when we can no longer bear children? <laughs> yeah. So you know, we're we're kind of fighting against that nature in a sense. Absolutely. Um, well, I think we need to embrace that new nature. Yeah. Because. The, the kind of older woman as seer, the older woman as the wise woman, actually is a very ancient tradition. And I think now we can own that territory again and actually start to rejoice that, you know, here we we don't have some of those other incumbences that we had in our 20s, our 30s, our 40s. So some of the things I think it's like flip the coin, it, it could actually be liberating. Is that what you help women to see, Bev? Absolutely, yeah. And it is liberating. And I think for me, it's about finding that acceptance that we're, you know, biologically, physically, we're changing, but also emotionally and socially things are changing as well and it's it, it 
no you know change is often hard whatever you know mm. whatever part of life you're in change is hard but when you've got all of those things happening at the same time it can be overwhelming um and also the media doesn't really help you right. know we're, we're always hearing about <laughs> jane fonda at, <laughs> yeah. at 80 looking <laughs> yeah. i wonder why <laughs> yeah there's pressure on us to to look a certain way and be a certain way and i think if we can actually accept that we're changing it doesn't make it better or worse we're just changing that is very liberating yes and it's liberating and um you were listening to our conversation in the first hour about all things thespian let's name somebody like olivia coleman here's a woman who's a woman you know she she wins oscars because she's a brilliant actress she seems like an amazingly lovely person if you're listening olivia we'd love you to come in (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to be your friend is that okay i know it's a bit needy but there we go um (laughs) she just seems so down to earth she's you know she i think she's beautiful Mm. but she's not that traditional hollywood look and so you know hope springs eternal on all of that and so cheesy link rachel june if you're listening hope you're proud on this one we have to have faith in how amazing we are as women welcome back everybody we're in the studio with roz got that right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and bev uh thorogood who's uh, talking to us about her coaching um business so just just describe it for us tell us what you do okay so it's kind of evolved (laughs) if i'm honest so i started off as a nutrition a a nutrition and weight loss coach um about two years ago upskilled as a, a personal trainer and a nutritionist and now it's it's more uh, a kind of more holistic. If I say holistic in the, the sort of truest sense of holistic, as in sort of whole body. So I coach around lifestyle, basically. So balance around nutrition, exercise, getting your sleep and stress management under control, and a little bit mindset stuff, thinking about how we think and how we feel. So there's a bit of NLP type stuff, CBT. So uh, that's neuro... Sorry, neuro-linguistic programming and... Uh, cognitive behavioral therapy so So, and what do they mean for the layman Uh, basically understanding how your thoughts change your behavior Mm -hmm. and understanding that you have a lot more control about your thoughts than you maybe think you do we tend to be feelings led emotions led and not always realizing that if we can take control of the thoughts we actually take control of the emotions behind it and it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, quite often people want to look back into their childhood or past events and want to, you know, they, they sort of have the Woody Allen, you know, lying on a couch, delving into childhood. But as you say, most thinking, modern thinking now, it's not about go back, try and understand the past and is it your mum's fault? <laughs> you know, but actually, um, well, you, you're the expert. You tell me how you would then describe the converse of that. Yeah, I think the thing is we, we're living in the present, so we can't do anything about the past. It's good to acknowledge it. It's good to recognise that things in our past can influence. But actually trying to make any changes, we can't change anything in the past. We've only got control of the now. Um, and to an extent, that can dictate a bit of the future. And even that's a bit of an unknown. So I try and work with people to understand what they're thinking and how they're feeling in the now. Um, and and to get control of that and exactly as you say you know it's therapy in the past has been very sort of uh, historically based 
Whereas modern thinking is much more about, well, actually, can't do much about that. Let's not dwell on that. Let's be more positive going forward. So things like positive psychology is all about looking forward. Um, and, and cha- yeah, just changing our perception of, of how we are, really. And what I like about cognitive behavioural therapy, which you say is a part of what you do, the methodology, yeah, isn't it? Methodology. It's It's about if there's something you don't want to do or something you're afraid of, actually you need to go do those things yeah. you need to take those steps and i think that's uh, it's really interesting i mean i i i use it on myself a, a little bit I was, I, we were out talking in the studio and i was saying you know one of the things that i want to do is stand-up comedy not because i want to be a stand-up comedian but because it frightens me um and that's the same isn't it with phobias fears you actually have to step into that space absolutely i mean coming on radio this morning driving up here i was thinking really I, mean, I could feel the nerves that you know the, the physical reaction of the nerves so was, but the adrenaline was kicking in a little bit and a podcast so it's not that I, i'm sort of unused to this but being in a studio is something brand new so the fear is there the fear is there to keep us safe but i'm assuming you're not going to kill me before i leave <laughs> so well Bev, now 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 you're here with us and you see that they've actually left us in control of a studio you know we, we've set the bar quite low so i'm hoping that you're feeling <laughs> you, a lot more relaxed really <laughs> well she, she she heard our mess up in the way way up and i think beth you said that actually you missed your turning you were I laughing did. so much i laughed at that i don't that takes very a bit of pressure off me i don't need to remember your names because you don't remember each, each other and you know each other <laughs> so so just so coming back to it so ter- so you know we just talked about sort of cognitive behavioral therapy neuro-linguistic program the use of words and language and how you therefore dr- you can shape how you think about things so how do you use that with your clients so at the minute I work one-to-one with clients. I don't necessarily see anybody in person. With modern technology, it's great. You've got things like Zoom and Skype and Facebook Messenger. So mm-hmm. I, I do my consultations um, virtually. But it's very much talking. Um, so I, I, I don't want to use the word therapy. Talking, coaching. Um, so lots of questions. A lot of the time you only need to ask one or two pretty well-targeted questions and you see your clients get that sort of aha moment, that sort of moment of clarity, and that's what I build on. Um, so I have a few tools in the toolbox. Um, I kind of pick and choose from different methodologies, as you say, to ask questions. So a lot of it is in sort of one-to-one. Um, but one of the things I realised when I left work, I left work uh, from a full-time job a year ago, busy organisation, worked for the RAF, so lots of people. Suddenly working on your own is quite isolating. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. And funnily enough, I'm, in a few months, yeah. I'm having two ladies in from two of the networking groups I belong to because when I moved out of being head of marketing for an international charity um, four or five years ago, and I am a therapist, as you know, Bev, so I'm being very good about not mentioning that sometimes you do need to dig deep with the therapy, but we'll yeah. park that because I also... I'm a coach and I completely um, hear what you're saying about mindset and being in the moment and taking it forward. And I did find quite a sense of isolation being self-employed when I first did there. And women's networking groups and the support of other women was something that really got me through. So in, in a show in, I believe it's May, we will have a couple of ladies from networking groups. How did you get through that isolation, Beth? Um, I didn't even recognise it 
for the first few months, if I'm honest. It was only my, my own mental health was starting to suffer a little bit and I was starting to really feel um, alienated. So uh, I start, I've started, oddly enough, getting out networking. It's not something I find particularly natural, which is odd because I'm quite an extrovert, but it's such an unusual situation. It felt very unusual, very strange, but I'm getting more and more comfortable with it. Uh, but I'm also a trainer. My last 10 years in work uh, was as a, a trainer. So I'm getting out now doing more training in the workplace. That's a completely different side to what I do. Uh, but that gives me the contact with people. Um, and what I want to try and develop are more sort of face-to-face workshops. I've got a retreat happening in September just to have that interaction with people and to, de- to sort of deliver what I do in, in multiple different ways to reach more people. Great. So stay tuned to Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark and we'll talk a bit more about Bev's um, retreat that's going on in September and dig down a little bit more about your coaching. We found out, because we were talking about the songs coming up, Soul Man is the next one. Why is that resonating with you, Bev? <laughs> uh, it made me laugh. Well, I, oh, in 94, I trained to be an aerobics instructor and I had to do an exercise to music provocation and this was the warm-up music for my first ever aerobics class. So anybody out there in Lycra, you've come to absolutely the right place. <laughs> Welcome back to Girls Around Town and um, there was Bev's early aerobics song so thanks for that Bev. (laughs) So the coaching you do uh, Floresco I noted from the notes you sent me uh, that you have something called Nest. Now I did make you laugh because I had a new Potterton boiler (laughs) recently and it came with an app where I can control my heating uh, via my phone and that's also called Nest but I think yours is very very different isn't it? So what does Nest stand for? Oh well, (laughs) hopefully it controls the heating as well. (laughs) Uh, So it stands for uh, nutrition, Mm -hmm. exercise, sleep and stress and thoughts and feelings so it's basically it's a framework that i use to direct my coaching so just say that again nutrition nutrition exercise exercise, sleep and stress and thoughts and feelings Mm. so it's basically the holistic bit because i i'm a i'm a huge believer that we're we're quite a complex system and if you get any bit of it out of balance uh other bits aren't going to work so well so and it kind of developed because when i uh, hit 50 and I was a bit overweight as I said right at the start um, I only focused on my nutrition my exercise and I became quite obsessive I was literally you know I'd go to friends houses with a Tupperware box with my measured out food in it so I'd lost a lot of weight I got into pretty good shape got my fitness back um, but what I was finding was that that I was so out of balance in that I was obsessive about what I was eating and how many times I got to the gym but actually, my stress was high. And my self-esteem hadn't changed. It so was almost like more burdens. It was. It was. I can remember yeah. that very vividly when I was running PR company in London, and I was on my way to acupuncture, crying in the ca- taxi <laughs> because it was so stressful trying to get to the acupuncture appointment and then get back again. And there was a point where you go, "What's wrong with this picture?" <laughs> Isn't this supposed to yeah. be good for me? But it, it, it felt like one more thing to do. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I think that's where the sort of the nest principle came from. It, it's also quite a handy little acronym for this sort of empty nest time in our in our midlife. Uh, but it, 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 the more I kind of thought about how we function as, as humans, the more I realised that we have to have balance. I'm not an extremist in any way. So nest gives me a framework to find that balance. So when I coach... 
I'll ask questions to find out which element of nest needs the most work soonest. I love that. So you're listening to Bev Thorogood on Girls Around Town. Balance is key. I'm Rosalind Palmer and Rachel Rep is in the studio with us. Here's somebody, we're going to have a quick record and then we're going to be back about balance who i just adore because i feel that her lyrics always speak to us she has balance so this is jess glenn somebody to someone that was very much what we were talking about support networking earlier this is girls around town on radio newark i'm rosin palmer and i'm joined in the studio with rachel repper and rachel you had uh one of our final questions for our guests bev yeah, I was just interested to, to, to know if you've listener out there, um, who do you think would really benefit from having this kind of coaching? I think anybody, um, I, I deal predominantly with women over 40. I only work with women. Not that there's anything wrong with men, but I only work with women. Um, anybody who feels a bit stuck, feels like they're struggling through that midlife transition and just wants to get a bit more confidence uh, to... to find their purpose in life if they've felt like they're less you know they've lost their purpose and what about um you work with businesses as well yeah so this is a sort of the corporate side of what i do i'm massively in favor of trying to get people talking about menopause and trying to lose some of the taboo around it i um, do it i do it at work <laughs> hey i'm i'm all for it i i we've had deborah garlic from henpicked yes, and they've, they've really championed it so yeah. I'm I'm all over Twitter and everywhere championing that. So yeah, yes. he's here, Bev. He's doing a great job. I frequently sit in meetings, and yes. well, actually, my menopausal symptoms now is my hot flushes have sort of stopped, but uh, terrible last summer. And um, you know, I'd sit there and I'd say, oh, "Really sorry, guys, but I'm having a I'm having a hot flush." And you could see, you know, people absolutely horrified, male and female. And I thought, no, it's not. You know, I'm literally. Let's beetroot. call it what it is. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm beetroot in this room. I'm not normally beetroot. I haven't had a ma- bad makeup day. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not going to sit here, be embarrassed and try and pretend it's not happening. And actually, I'm I'm really high functioning. So by saying I'm having a hot flush and I'm menopausal, yet still being very high functioning at work and very effective, that breaks down that thing of, oh, she's gone to mush, hasn't she? Anyway, it. I interrupted you. No, so. no, that's, and and more, more people like that would be great in the workplace because I think a lot of women do feel embarrassed talking about it but more so I think a lot of managers feel embarrassed broaching it so I go into organisations and train both managers and uh, staff just to, to, to get the conversation going really to, to understand that it's, it's nothing to be scared about uh, and a lot of women don't even realise they've gone into uh, perimenopause they can be quite young and mm. uh, not even realise that that's what the problem is. Well, that was the same for me, because my, my menopausal symptoms started when we were travelling, and, of course, we were in loads of hot countries. <laughs> so you was, didn't notice for a it while. It was really confusing. <laughs> At one point, I thought I'd caught malaria, yeah, because <laughs> I was waking up with hot sweats. But um, And you'd probably Googled it and convinced yourself. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't until I spoke to my mum, who said, actually, she'd started the menopause even earlier than me, and we were a family who have early menopausal symptoms. So, um, so yeah, so it was all a bit of a surprise, really, and it, it passed very quickly. But so we have Newark Business Club, and Kerry Saxby is chair person, mm. chairman, chairwoman um, of Newark Business Club. So I She's think it'd great. be really good if you went and maybe did one of their breakfast meetings. There you go. Because yeah. we do need businesses to get on board. Yeah, 
And getting on board with you, Bev, how would people get hold of you and um, particularly sign up or find out more about your retreat? Okay. Well, I have a website, which is florescofitness.com.uk. How do you spell that? It's F-L-O-R-E-S-C-O. So it sounds like Tesco with a flow on front. <laughs> uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Floresco Health and Lifestyle Coaching. Um, I have a Facebook group, uh, 50 Fit and Fabulous. And 50 Fit and, and Fabulous. fabulous. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, great. That's cool. And um, I have a podcast called Generation Exceptional. And how would we listen to your podcast? It's on iTunes or you can grab it on Podbean. Generation Exceptional. Exceptional. Excellent. I love that. Can as I well. be on your podcast? You most certainly can. Marvelous. I'd love you to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your retreat is when? So the retreat is the first time I've done it, so I'm really excited about it. It's two days, 21st and 22nd of September in Bourne. So it's the theme is work, rest and play, but the work is definitely not going to be hard work. And they'd get hold of that on your website. Yeah, again, they? absolutely. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much, Bev. Bev Thoroughgood, you've been an, a really interesting and inspirational guest. We've all had a lot that we can have in common and talk about, and I'm sure that's resonated with you out there. So, Rachel, you're not in next week, are you? Are you in in a couple of weeks? I shall be on the side of a football pitch cheering on my son. Okay. And I am in next week. So, Rosalind Palmer, I'm in next week with June. So, you're back in safe hands. And we'll be talking about the Butter Market pop-up and the Cake Lady. So, what's not to love about that, particularly because we all want to support our local businesses and it's lovely to see the Butter Market being regenerated. So, we all win with that. 